Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. I was lucky enough to be invited on the Hit Up Podcast the other day. Three blokes from New Zealand doing cracking things. Had a really good chat about Rugby League, but also about uh, my journey and just some really random things about me that you probably didn't already know that'll weird you out even more. Really good chat with three great blokes. Had a chat to them about a month or so ago, which I didn't even realise when we first started recording, uh, about them starting a podcast. So now they've kicked off, they're really enjoying themselves, doing good things, had a really good chat with them. I'll hand you over now to the Hit Up podcast. Make sure you check them out, guys, on all podcasting platforms. You can find them at Instagram too, at Hit Up Podcast, all one word there. Enjoy. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. guys welcome back to the hit up podcast today we have another special guest on the podcast the rugby league guru how are you doing guru hey guys thanks for having me on all going well uh bit depressed now the footy season's over don't, don't know what to do with myself just quietly <laughs> yeah funny story um listeners nathan or the rugby league guru is the only well it's the first person apart from me Connor, and liam to know about the hit up podcast we had, i actually had a chat with him on his podcast maybe what was it like a month or two ago now and Ever since then, we've been rocketing. Hey, Liam and Connor. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest with you. I only just put that together now that I'm looking at you again. <laughs> That's awesome. This is fucking yeah. mad. So how good's that? Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But your tips definitely helped us to start off with. We were, we've changed a lot since then, and it's only been like a month, which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I was in with um, I was in with Isaac the other day, and he mentioned that um, he, he was on your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, like Isaac's such a cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, we just started this up just just through a bit of a laugh, just three mates, and just wanted to talk about footy because we love the game, and we just decided to keep it going. That's how it should be. How good. <laughs> so, so at the start of um, every podcast, I like to do a little segment called the set of six. So I'm going to ask you six quick fire questions, and then you just answer with what comes off the top of your head. Let's do it. All right. Favourite fast food? Uh, probably Maccas for me. 
uh, Maccas or KFC. They're both at the end of the street, so it's uh, dangerous territory, I'll tell you that much. Favourite NRL team? I don't have one, mate. Um, yeah, a lot of people don't don't believe me, but genuinely don't have one. I live in South Sydney. My missus is a massive Rabbitohs fan, uh, so I sort of get lumped into that group, but I don't really go for them. I'm sort of more of a... I go for players that I like. There's a lot of boys down in the Melbourne Storm that I like at the moment. Uh, those Penrith boys obviously impressed me the last few weeks as well. So, uh, mate, I go for whoever's uh, my captain in Supercoach, to be honest with you. <laughs> fair, fair. Biggest improving team next year? Jesus. Uh, biggest improving team? Oh, it's tough. There's a lot of teams at the bottom that I, I think are going to get a lot better. I think Canterbury will be one that will be up there. Brisbane, I think if Katoni Staggs probably plays over 15 games, I'm going to say probably Brisbane. Adding Adam Reynolds, Kate Will, hopefully getting Staggs, getting Branko Lee, Jordan Piera too, so some good depth. I'd probably go for Brisbane, mate. Fair, fair. Who's your favourite mu- music artist at the moment? Mate, This, as weird as it sounds, I, honest to God, I do not listen to music. People don't believe me. Ever since I discovered podcasts four or five years ago, mate, I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I picked a song. We, we, we got a new car the other day and my missus plugged my phone into the Apple Play and she goes, there's no music on this. And I went, yeah, I don't, I don't. And she went, what the fuck is wrong with you? No one believes it. it, it it's a bit like the non-fan thing. I, I honestly don't really listen to that much music. If I had to listen to anything, um, probably the Chili's maybe, but yeah, I'm, I'm more of a podcast listener all the time. It's sick. All right. Who is your very early 2022 premier prediction? Uh, after watching the Penrith Panthers, it's hard to go past them, what they did. But oh, I think that Roosters side is going to be very impressive. Melbourne's going to be very interesting. I don't know whether Cam Munster being sober for a year brings him into a dollar ten or shoots him out to about 30 to 1. I'm not sure which way that's going to go. But I think it has to be at the moment either Roosters, Penrith uh, or Melbourne probably. But uh, based on what off what... Penrith did the last few weeks. It's hard to argue with them, I think. And the final question, are you a fan of the six again or would you rather it go back to penalties? Uh, I'm a fan of the six again in ways. I think that we need to work out how to stop stop the six again on zero tackle. Uh, you know, Penrith essentially won that grand final off. Uh, you know, whenever they were on the back foot, they would just give away a six again. Then they would bash you in those next three tackles, win the ruck again. Uh, but in saying that, mate, as it has been in rugby league forever, the smartest coaches, they work out how to take advantage of whatever rules are put in place. Uh, I've heard a lot of people with this argument say, we need to fix it. That's fine. You'll fix it. And then Bellamy, Cleary, Robinson, they're the smartest guys in the room. They'll work out the next way to take advantage of it. So it's always evolving. I've always said, once Bellamy's done at Melbourne, if I was the NRL, I'd I'd be giving him a blank check and bringing him into their room just to help them because they've got no idea how, how to get above these coaches. Yeah, yeah. so we've, we've posted up on our Instagram a few questions for our followers to ask. So we've just got a couple here from you. Uh, the first one's from KCP682. Will you be watching the Queensland and Trust final? Uh, for sure, I will be. I actually had uh, Rowan Smith on the podcast. Uh, he's the North Devils coach. He's the son of Brian Smith, obviously. Uh, I spoke to him 18 months ago, and when he told me what he was doing up there, it sounded so impressive, and I've sort of kept track of it a little bit. Obviously, like Danny Levi's landed in that team. Uh, Tyrone Roberts has landed in that team since. But, you know, he, he's also the guy that he, he did the whole preseason with Reese Walsh this year. And uh, he sort of said to Brisbane, he's ready. And they sort of went with their own judgment. So a little tick to Rowan there. I really do hope that uh, Norths win it this weekend. I will be watching it. Uh, Rowan got coach of the year up there. And I think he should be on the first grade radar pretty soon. 
So the second one we've got is from Nathan Saka, one. Who's your favourite player? Favourite player? Um, I've always been a big Harry Grant fan. He's a guy that I did watch come through the Queensland Cup, and I was always a big fan of him. I love all these lock forwards that are running around at the moment. Uh, Cam Murray, I think he's sensational. Radley would have to be right up there as far as my favourite players go. Uh, Turbo this year was sensational to watch. Munster, I loved watching him do his thing. Uh, my fans know I've always got a real soft spot for uh, Matty Moylan. If he can just uh, keep his body fit, could be anything, but proving quite a challenge. Uh, if I had to pick one, I'd probably go Victor Radley, though, to be honest with you. Guys, I love that he's an old-school footballer, tough, skillful, sort of just a complete guy for me. Yeah, definitely. Those old-school players are probably my favourites as well. I love the Simon Mannerings of the world, those sort of guys. But So we're going to go talk to you. We're going to do like a personal look maybe on your journey and just different questions about your journey and how you came to be where you are right now. So first question is, why did you start your Instagram page? Uh, I started my Instagram page three, fuck, three years ago. Jesus. Uh, essentially, I was doing a NFL fantasy comp with some of my mates. You know, just because we were bored in the off season, I followed my NFL. I followed my Pittsburgh Steelers, but you know, outside of the quarterback and our best wide receivers, I couldn't have told you any more Steelers outside of that. And then once we started the NFL fantasy, being as hyper competitive as I am, I wanted to win that, so I had to find a way to try and win it. Uh, so I ended up going on Twitter. I had to download Twitter to find this dude that he gave out fantasy tips and I essentially handed my team over to him. And I think he was called like fantasy guru or NFL guru or something like that. And I sort of sat there and went, fuck, like no one's doing this for super coach. So I started doing it. And then originally I got about two days into it and I was like, oh, what I should do is try and trick some of my mates to ask questions of this page, try and lure them in. Then on draft day, we all go away for the weekend and draft our super coach sides. Um, I was going to spring it on them and say, oh, you know, fucking this guy asked this. And I was sort of asking them questions about how successful they, they, they'd been and everything. And I was trying to lure them into, you know, telling a few porkies to me because they, they didn't know it was me and then spring them in front of the boys. But, uh, mate, the night before I was meant to announce that I got fucking shit canned and I started answering questions on it. And I took a photo of where we were sitting and the bloke was sitting in a circle playing Kings or whatever. And the bloke opposite me, he looked up and just went, it's fucking you. And I was like, oh, shit. So that's sort of how it started. And then... I don't know. I don't, I've got a mate who's got his own social media business who's done very well for himself, and he just sort of said, I think you should keep doing it, see where it goes, and probably been the best decision of my life. I haven't made many good ones, but this is definitely one of them, no doubt about it. Yeah, so just for coach, what, what do you enjoy about Supercoach, and what can they do to improve Supercoach? I think I love Supercoach because it just, you know, I can be watching the West Tigers and the Bulldogs at 2 p.m. on a Saturday, and normally it's a shit storm, but I've got something to entertain me and watch that game for. Uh, it also just brings constant banner with your mates. We've got about 14 of us now in our Supercoach comp, so, you know, you're versing one of your other mates every week. We get hyper-competitive about it. It's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous how competitive we are and how competitive I am in particular. It's embarrassing. Um, but it just adds that extra element to every single game, and, you know, it, it's the same with betting in games. It's unreal to watch that sort of stuff. This is free. Uh, you can get real competitive with your mates. I love that side of it. Supercoach-wise, as I said, we played an NFL fantasy. And when you look at how how good that over there is, that product there, I mean, it's unbelievable. And obviously, there's 10 million more people that are playing it. So, so much more money and advertising goes into it. But uh, do, do, do you boys uh, play Supercoach? Yeah, we had a league between us three, yeah. Yeah, gun. So, it's like, you know, you, you play Supercoach and... 
you know, like the game finishes on, on Saturday night and then you've got to wait until Monday until you know what their actual scores were. Like over in the NFL, when the full-time whistle goes, it's done. They're the scores. You know what it's going to be. With Supercoach, it becomes a, a bit of a lottery. And obviously that's a huge first world problem. But if they could change that, it'd be sensational. If they could also find a way to stop Tom Travojevic being the best player by a country mile, that'd also be helpful. Just to follow up on that, who was like a player that you got for really cheap, really shot up in price? And who do you reckon that those players will be next year? Uh, for me, I'm more of a draft player. So as I say, like with my mates, we go away for a weekend. And for example, James Tedesco, he can only be owned by one person now, comp, you know, as a draft works. Uh, classic, I'm not as good at or don't enjoy it as much. I think it's more of a maths class than a than super coach, you know. Uh, one guy that I had all year that uh, people bagged a lot was Luciano Leilua. Um, and I still don't think he's reached his peak yet as far as super coach goes. Um, if you guys have been playing for a while, like that year that Bryce Cartwright just set the world a lot, offloading, scoring tries, setting up tries. I think Leilua's got that sort of ability, but with a bigger body, he could be even more damaging if he wants. So he's one to keep an eye on over the next few years. Uh, there's, a, there's a few, obviously you've got Nick Meaney. He's heading down to the Melbourne Storm. Next year, if he's a guy that maybe lands on a wing, uh, there could be huge upside in him as well. Uh, I haven't really had a deep dive into um, a heap of the guys heading into next year, to be perfectly honest with you yet, because I've been so busy with the grand final. But uh, during the off-season, it'll be something I'll be diving very deep into. So we know you love rugby league. Did you grow up playing rugby league or did you play any other sports? Yeah, I grew up playing rugby league, not very well, incredibly bad, to be honest with you. Um, but always always just loved probably being around the game more than actually playing it. Um, I've, still got a, I've still got a footy team that I coach, an under-16 side here in South Sydney. Absolutely loved doing that. Um, I always found that I could – I knew what to do. I just didn't have the fucking ability to be able to do it, uh, which was frustrating as all hell, as I'm sure 99% of dudes that play rugby league uh, – uh, uh, played union a bit when I was growing up as well. Um, yeah, a bit of cricket here and there, but r- rugby league was always uh, my main gig, without a doubt. Yep. So going back to the um, guru brand and whatever, how did you grow and gain exposure so quickly? Uh, it's interesting when, when, when people say that. Uh, you know, to, to like I think for the outside looking in, it looks like it was quick, but me it took forever and it took so much work it was not even funny um you know i get pages messaging me all the time going hey can you give me a shout out man i've been grinding for five weeks and i look at their page and they've got 20 posts and i'm like Fuck, you don't even know like you don't even know brother like the amount of work that you know and it's same same with roasties same as you know uh, uh den and camp and these guys like every single page starts at zero and you've got to work your way up and it's not all about followers. It's about the content and the effort and all that that you put into it. But uh, yeah, like I, it, I my, mine started really quickly to be fair. I think I got to a thousand in about three or four weeks. So that was, I, I remember at the time thinking a thousand was like a million, you know, like I remember thinking <laughs> I'm a big time hitter, you know, um, then about halfway through the season, it got to 10,000. Then it sort of mellowed out for a long time. Obviously I was doing super coach then. So by the time you get to around 18, there's so many guys that have just lost interest in Supercoach. They've just got no interest in it whatsoever. And then by round 24, there's even less guys that are interested in it. So sort of mellowed out. Then I changed it to Rugby League Guru because I just wanted to talk, you know, a little bit deeper outside of Supercoach. And I found that 
know, every time I posted something about just general rugby league, the number one comment would be, you know, stick to super coach, you dickhead or whatever. And I was like, yeah, okay, fair. That's fair cop. Like <laughs> if I'm going to be a super coach, I probably should. So, um, yeah, sort of made the decision to change the rugby league and it's just allowed me to talk about whatever the fuck I want, essentially. I still do a heap of super coach, obviously, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a day, I hate saying the word like grind and shit, but it has been just a day-to-day sort of uh, working project that, you know, I've gone through stages where I'll post 10 times a day. I've gone through stages where I can't even look at my phone for two days because I'm just like, fuck, get away from me sort of thing. Um, I remember at the end of last year, I was exhausted. Once the grand final was over, I was honestly like, thank God I get to have a break. I'm not feeling that way this year. Uh, obviously, had a, a few uh, achievements for, for myself that have been really good that have probably... Uh, push me forward a little bit, but it definitely is tiring. Um, but it's also I'm talking footy, you know, so I'm I'm very blessed to be in the position I am. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you said that you made like ten to twenty posts a day. Like, how do you have the time for that, and what keeps you motivated to keep grinding like that? Yeah, I probably didn't have the time for it. Realistically, let's be perfectly honest here. You just you just make it work. I'm a um, I'm a teacher. So at the time I was teaching full time. So I was doing, you know, Monday to Friday, like everyone else, nine to five or whatever, but I would, I'd have an hour for lunchtime every day. And when all the teachers would go down to the cafe, I'd go sit in my car and I'd be making content, you know, and it was sort of like people sort of like, what the fuck is he doing sort of thing. But I was like, eventually, I knew that eventually it'd sort of be my ticket out of there and it slowly is starting to become a reality, but I would, you know, I'd get to work 20 minutes earlier and I'd sit in my car and make my content for the day or to get me through until lunchtime to do it again, come home, uh, coach my footy team, whatever, come home at eight, chill out with my missus, have dinner and then do another, you know, two hours throughout the night making whatever, whether it's actually sitting down and making, whether it's lying in bed, making content as she's falling asleep or whatever it might be, but just made time for it. Cause I was passionate about it. Um, yeah. And like, <laughs> you know, you know, when you get on your iPhone and you use that, that little update of your screen time, yeah. I used to see that. I used to see that notification pop up and just throw my phone away. Just go, no, nah, I don't want to fucking see this shit. No way. Because honestly, it, uh, there was times like, especially when it was like peak finals time a few years ago, and I was trying to make a heap of ground. Like, I, I could honestly push like fourteen hours, uh, which is just crazy. And when you consider as well, on top of that, I'm teaching full time, so I'm spending eight hours at school. Like, I'd be on my phone a lot during that time, but. Obviously, being a teacher, there's a lot of time you can't be on your phone. So for me to be getting 14 hours a day, there's only 24 of them each day is fucking crazy, you know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, sorry. So what was the best part um, creating content and what was the worst part of doing the job? Probably the worst part, which I think I think people don't understand from the other side. And oh, I get that. And you boys will start to understand this as well. Like, you, know, you might put a heap of work into a post, like a heap of work. Like there's some posts that I put two or three hours worth of st- scrolling through history and finding stats and getting the calculator out and working all that shit and think, fuck, this content is unreal because I'm a rugby league nerd and I love that shit. I put it out there and no one fucking cares. No one cares at all. I, I always tell a funny story. I had, you know, I put all these effort into all these posts. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they don't. And I remember last year, you remember when um, Nathan Brown made his origin debut, his first hit up, he, he bumped someone over. There was a photo that I found of Nathan Brown taking his first hit up with a Queenslander falling over in front of him and took that picture of Nathan Brown. I wrote next to it, this guy's made for origin and I posted. I did it whilst I was sitting at traffic lights. It took me like 45 seconds and still to this day, I don't know why, but it's my best received post ever. 
it went for like half a million views or something crazy like that. And I was just like, I put no effort into it. It was honestly like brain dead content, six words next to it, no creative side to it whatsoever. And I just sat there going, fuck the amount of times I spend three hours on a post and that one, I honestly did it between a red and a green light and it blew up. It's uh so the, the, those moments are absolutely demoralizing. They're, they're probably the hardest bit about it. And when you get negativity and stuff like that, that used to rattle me heaps. Like I used to have fights with cunts over the internet and everything about the most stupid shit in the world. And 24 hours and I'd read the conversation again and just go, you numpty, like, what are you doing? You don't even know this guy that you're arguing with sort of thing. Yeah. Um, positives like a heap, like obviously going on like YKTR and bloke in a bar has been awesome. Met a heap of unreal people, not, not even like, like just players or whatever, but, you know, like I like like meeting Dean from NRL Rose, champion fellow, like guys that I'll probably always be mates with. Um, meeting a guy like um, like Finchy, like an unreal fellow, a guy that I looked up to when I was growing up, or like loved as a footballer, um, who I thought was the funniest guy in the world. And then getting to sit next to him for three hours confirmed he is the funniest guy in the world, sort of thing. So those little moments are unreal. Um, yeah, a heap of positives come out of this sort of stuff, though, guys. A heap of them. Definitely. Um, just following up on that, a lot of the negativity. How do you deal with that? Because it must be quite hard on you, especially putting all that time into it. So it. Do you just not really care or do you have a little process you go through? Oh, I'd love to play tough guy and say I don't care, but like you obviously do. You obviously yeah. do when you put a heap of effort in something and someone just shit cans it. And, you know, like I, I could tell you, like, if I was to put a post up now and I was to get 10 comments of really bad negativity, I could tell you guys who the usernames would be because you get used to the same people. And you're like, you got to sort of take on that approach of, like, fuck, you got to feel sorry for these people sometimes. Like, if that's their, if that's their kicks for the day to get stuck into you when they're following you and, you know, to lay shit on you because you posted something that they disagree with, um, you know, I've been accused of going for every single club, hating every single club. Like it just, you know, whenever you say something positive or negative about their team, they think you're public enemy number one. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I said, in the early days when I got negativity, it used to rattle me heaps and I used to try and, you know, win this fucking social media battle of who would have the last say or whatever. But now it's just sort of like, I've sort of heard them all. Um, I've been called much worse things by prettier girls anyway let's be honest here so um yeah uh as you get older and as you do more and more of it i think you tend to care less um yeah i don't know it's a bit of a weird thing though because it's like there's no real handbook for how to deal with it because it's only been a thing that's come about in the last five or six years like everyone's still working out on the fly like i imagine that content creators like us in 20 years time like there'll be a handbook of how to deal with this shit you know And and it'll be a completely different landscape but at the moment it's very different. I try and just reply with positivity as much as I can. Sometimes I'm, I'm having a bad day or I've had a few schooners and I reply like a fucking idiot, but most of the time I just try and be positive, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so you mentioned before hard work was one of the big keys in like doing content creation or doing a podcast. What would be, other than hard work, what would be the tip you have for aspiring podcasters or content creators? Uh, it's It sounds silly, but like, there's an old saying, like, if you're not the champion, pretend you're the champion. And it, it it's an old boxing thing. And it's the sort of thing, like, I have people message me all the time, and be like, I want to start a page, I want to start a podcast. And I always say to them, yeah, cool, here's my number. Call me if you want to have a chat about it, whatever. Um, they always say, like, oh, I'm not sure if people want to listen to what I'm saying. And I'm like, fuck, like, you got to change that mindset. You, if, if, even if they don't, you got to pretend like they do. 
and it changes everything straight away. If you sort of build that, that self-importance up, because the reality of it is that that's why, that's why reality TV is so, so crash hot because people are nosy. People want to know what other people think. They want to know what they're saying. Like you put content out there and people will listen to it. They might hate you. It might be the Anthony Mundine effect. They might just want to listen to you so they can bag you, but that's fine. They're still listening, you know? And like you boys, you, the same, you, you, you guys have only just started, but you, you'd be surprised how many people would stumble on whatever you're saying. And the way that you guys talk is just like you're sitting at a pub and people will keep listening to that because people want to be nosy. They want to know what guys are talking about. Could, could you imagine like if you, if you were to go to the pub on a Saturday night, once we're back to normality and there was 25 tables of blokes sitting there, how good would it be if you could just go from table to table and just join in on random conversations? Like those are your best drunken yeah. night when you're out and you just show up to a random table and you fucking shoot shit, whatever they're talking about. That's what podcasting is essentially. You can just go and sit at random tables and have conversations with whoever you want, except casting those tables are quite often they're filled with famous people or ex-footballers or people with pages or whatever it might be. Like it's a, it's an unreal opportunity for, for people to have, like before to be able to get an idea into what someone was thinking, you used to have to read a 400 page book. Like I couldn't think of anything worse personally. Now you can plug it in your ears. You can listen to it while you're at work. You can do it while you're running at the gym, whatever the hell it might be. You can listen whenever. Absolutely. You put a lot of hard work into your page. If the opportunity came up to um, do something within the NRL, like maybe a job at Fox League or, you know, one of those opportunities, would you take that with both hands or would you? Um, honest with you, I wouldn't, but I also wouldn't stick to teaching. I don't think a page like mine needs Fox League anymore or Channel 9. I think we can make it on our own now. I think that that glass ceiling has been smashed. I mean, when you guys, when something breaks in rugby league, are you going to Channel 9 and Fox League to, to see what fucking staff writers has to say about it? No. No, no way. You, you're going to Denon, you're going to Isaac John, you're going to me, you're going to Roasty, you're going to someone to see what it is. I think that the entire... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Climate has changed as far as that sort of stuff goes. And like, it, it, honestly, if I get an email, you're saying Fox League said you want to join us, I would say no instantly because I know that means that I have to fit into the structure of what they have to do. Yes, I'd probably get more money out of it, but it changes everything I have to do. And I'm pretty confident that within two or three years, I'll be able to make that wage anyway. Living in my own house, doing my own hours, talking about whatever the hell I want to talk about without, um, you know, a muzzle on me that's preventing me from saying what I want to say. Is that the end goal for you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, it was probably something that for a long time I was like embarrassed to say because it just seems so fucking ridiculous that your job could be talking in my spare bedroom in my house that I've turned into a studio about footy. Like it's just heaps backwards. But no, I genuinely, I'm, I'm, I've gone down to like two days teaching at the moment and the rest I'm just living off revenue from the podcast and that's 18 months old. So uh, definitely, mate, I if... if if we were to have this chat in two years' time and I was still teaching, I've got to tell you, I'd be incredibly disappointed. 
Definitely. Now, we've got a lot of new signings for the teams next year. Who's your favourite signing for next year? Um, I think the Matty Burton signing is really exciting. I, I just wish he had a halfback that, that he could play with. That's my only worry about Matty Burton. But I, I was thinking about it earlier today. The guys at Canterbury have got, they've managed to get, you know, Matt Dufty, who's been brushed by his team. So he's going to be hungry. They've got Tavita Pangai, who, you know, went from being the king of brain explosions to walking into the Penrith side and being a genuine part of that football team. They've got Matt Burden, who was a reserve grader when they signed him. He's now a premiership winner and probably a top three to get a Clive Churchill medal the other night. Like the way that it's panned out for them has been unbelievable. Um, as I said before, Brisbane, I really like the look of them. I think Adam Reynolds is going to be a great signing. I think, I think Kate Wells really underrated as well. He's just consistent as all hell. I, 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 I know when people think about their best back rowers in the game, like they wouldn't put him up there because he doesn't have that you know, three tries a game, like a kick out or a Fafita or one of those guys. But Cable's just so consistent. He'll make such a difference to that Brisbane side. He'll be unreal. Not a signing, but probably the guy I'm most excited to see next year is probably Luke Keary returning though. I think people forget just how good Keary is and how much impact he can have for that Roosters side. For them to finish fifth or sixth or wherever the hell they were without top three halfback in rugby league, that's crazy. Imagine Penrith without Cleary. Imagine South Sydney without Adam Reynolds. The potential on the Roosters next year is insane. Yeah, 100%. So going back to the podcast, they obviously take a lot of preparation, like we know it firsthand. How long do you spend like preparing a big interview or a podcast beforehand? Uh, to be honest with you, I the vast majority of my podcasts, I just start talking. I don't have a notepad or anything in front of me. I just talk about whatever's going on. That's sort of been my little point of difference. But when I'm doing an, an interview... Um, I'm trying to think who the last interview I had. It's been a while. Last interview I had was uh, Rod Wishart, who played for the Steelers, champion bloke. I, I probably did three to four hours on him. I found any other podcast that I could possibly find where he'd spoken on. There hasn't been many, uh, but went through and watched old tapes of him, just searched through the internet to find as much stuff as I possibly could. Uh, there's been a couple of times where, like, I've gone to speak to someone and being a little bit arrogant thinking, oh, you know, I already know all, all the stuff I need to know for this dude. And then we start talking and he says things that I've got no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, fuck, like I should have researched this. I should have found this out sort of thing. Uh, that's sort of how I had Mark Guy on about 18 months ago and I thought, oh, I know MG's career inside out. This will be fine. But then he started talking about stuff and I wanted to go more in depth on it, but I couldn't because I didn't have that knowledge. Uh, so definitely if, you, if you're going to have someone on your podcast, you're going to interview them. The week leading up to that, you need to listen to every single podcast that has featured that person. You need to find out everything they've already told people and where you can go a little bit deeper, where you can get the best stories, that sort of stuff. Absolutely. So basically um, you've had the opportunity to talk to many great names. Who would you say have been a couple of your favorites and who would be your top three people that you could get on if you had the chance all the time? Uh, some of my favorites, I, I always enjoy talking to Finchie. Uh, he's got such a, like he's hilarious, but he's got such a great footy brain as well. I think he's criminally underrated when it comes to that sort of stuff. And I think Denon's done so well to lock him down. As much as it's all jokes and giggles with Finchie, I, I think he's one of the best footy brains around without a doubt. Uh, other guys I've spoken to, Anthony Minicello was great. He was a really good yarn. So was Craig Fitzgibbon. Uh, MG that I mentioned, he was great as well. But a couple of guys that like you probably wouldn't expect, guys you probably haven't heard from, like a guy like Michael Witt, like he bounced around a heap of clubs. And it's quite often those guys you don't, they're not in the media anymore because they weren't superstars, but they were treated 
like shit by four and five clubs. So they got to experience what it was really like. Like you, you boys spoke to Isaac John, like he had to leave a couple of clubs because they essentially said, fuck, we don't want you here. Like go away is sort of thing. So it's those sort of experiences I loved here. Michael Barney was another guy I had on. I'm not sure if you guys remember Michael Barney. He was a winger back in 2008 for the Manly Seagulls. He came, he came from an island in the Torres Strait that had like 30 people on his island. He had to get a canoe to mainland Australia um, to get a plane down to Manly. Like some of those unreal stories. Uh, guy, if I could interview anyone ever, um, I think Cameron Smith would have to be right up there. I'd love to talk to Smithy. Cooper Cronk, I think he'd be sensational as well. And then probably Freddie or Matt Johns, one of those two guys. Matty Johns obviously does so much podcasting and everything that there's probably not too many more stories you get out of him. But I think Freddie, I think he would just be a basket case of information. He'd be unreal. Do you have any other interests outside uh, rugby league and sports? Do you watch any other sports, support any other teams? I support the Steelers in the NFL. Um, but mate, outside of that, I've got to be honest with you, not really. I'll, I'll watch the AFL grand final when it's on, but asked me a week out from the AFL grand final, who was in it. I couldn't have told you. I wouldn't have had a clue. <laughs> cricket. I used to love, I've sort of gone off cricket a little bit, just, just fallen out of love with it. Um, so probably NFL will be the main one, but I might watch game a week at absolute maximum. So mainly is NRL. I think once you get so in so deep into something like this, you sort of, you enjoy having a bit of a break from sport to some extent. Uh, if the All Blacks are on, I'll watch them. I won't watch the Wallabies. I can't put myself through it. But um, if the All Blacks are on, I'll watch them. But outside of the Barrett boys, I probably couldn't name too many of them realistically. So NRL is definitely made at the top of the pile, no doubt about it. That's all we really have time for today. Um, we just like to thank you um, for coming on the podcast. What is it, like sixth or seventh person we've had on the podcast now and we enjoyed interviewing you, had some interesting stories and, yeah, anything you got to say, guys? Uh, just thanks for coming, man. It's been a real pleasure. Great talking yeah. to you. Well, boys, thanks for having me. If there's anything I can help with in the future or anything, by all means, send me a message, yeah? Yeah, yeah. awesome. Sounds good. Cheers. Thank you. All right. See you, boys. Right. Yeah.